Hey, ladies and gents, we back at it again. But we got your boy, we got your boy Michael in the building. How you doing, big dog? OG. Why gone? Why gone? Why gone? What's going on? It's good to be here again, bruv. How your week been going so far, big dog? We're blessed, man. We're blessed. Uh, it was an eventful. It was an eventful week. Uh. Nothing much, church. I had a recording session though, that was quite nice. You um, had a recording session. Yeah, the recording session. My my church is having its first album. Shout out to HLT. Um, yeah, my church is having its first album. So so we were we were, we were finalizing some recordings and doing some editing. So we should we should I definitely shout them out when it's when it's out on all platforms. But yeah. Uh, we had a recording session, but yeah, uh, that was my weekend church. You know, church is always church. It's it's uh, a go-to for me on Sunday. Yesterday, Krispy Kreme, I heard, was doing, were giving a graduate free um, donuts, man, a dozen. And guess what? When I got there next to my house, they said they ran out. <laughs> <laughs> and can you, if you imagine the look on my face... But yeah, man, that, that's that's about it. That's about so it for I forget, me. I forgot you just graduated, man. Yeah, I did just graduate, didn't it? So, yeah, and you know what's crazy? They ask you to bring a graduation, uh, a graduation attire or or an email. So what I had was an email, and I was pulling that email, out and she said, "Unfortunately, sir, we just gave the last one out. Uh, it's gonna be about an hour and a half again." I was like. I am not waiting an hour and a half for some some donuts, bro. Especially when I just quickly walked out of the recording session to go get some donuts. Yeah, I know. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. You going to be one of them tracks on the recording? Huh? You going to be in one of those tracks in the recording? Absolutely, man. I'm going to be oh, one of the shit. I'm going to be Throw one of the, the tracks. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> it be your own people. It's always your own people that never root for you. But um yeah, I'd be not a lead voice, probably just a backup. But the instrumentation is by uh, I am one of them uh, for the instrumentation for all three tracks. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely shout it out there. We'll let you guys know and review it and go stream it on all platforms. And what <laughs> instruments are you playing today? The guitar, the bass, the drums, or the piano? Which one? I was playing. I am playing keys and uh, triangle sax, keys and saxophone, triangle, triangle, really, Justin, triangle. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I am playing keys and saxophone, so yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. now the keys, the keys on the track and the saxophone, you you would hear, so you'd you'd uh, you'd give us feedback. The boy made sure he was able to hear himself, so he could get all the props and whatnot. But it's cool. <laughs> I see. I see you. You're not slick. You what are, are you on about? I'm not on you just, about. You just asked. You just asked how my weekend was, and I told you how it was. And it happened hey, to do. A, it happened to be something productive, isn't it? So yeah. Hey man, I'm happy for you. Continue to be great in all of what you do, man. I'm not gonna stop you. I'm not gonna block your blessings. I'm not gonna stop you from being great, man. Yeah. No so back to you. How was how was your weekend? Listen, I don't do much. I can't do much. Okay. All I do is go to work, go to the gym, call it a day. 
Like I went to the gym Monday, Tuesday. Take that back. Today, so what, Thursday? Anyway, I went to the gym on, what, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, I did a whole leg day. Wednesday had a uh, basically kind of sort of full body day. Legs still hurt, but, you know, we moving and grooving. Um, I might mm -hmm. go to the gym today. I don't know. Well, I went today, feel. so. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but I just I just keep a a, a simple little simple tight schedule. Work, home, gym. And if I could find something in between, I I try my best to do it. Just you guys give Justin a give Justin a list of places he could visit. You know, cause um, this this he needs he needs um outside influence. He needs he needs you know he needs people like we mentioned last. Last week, um, for whoever don't you know, miss the episode, go back and watch it. We talked about loneliness, you know. Justin said, you know, Justin said he's not lonely, but that did sound like a lonely last time. But nah, okay, I just I just okay. don't have a whole lot of time to do stuff. You okay? You you have to you go to work at two o'clock in the morning and see how much time you got on your hands and see how tired okay. you are today. So schedule is a little different. But okay, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you can always. Anyway, um, go ahead, man. We're listening I, about I, your weekend, isn't it? I, I damn near do stuff when the sun is up because I'll be asleep when the sun is up and the, when the sun is down. But we move on from that. All right. Um, did we introduce the podcast? Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. So, anyways, you know. Once again, it's Justin and Michael. Welcome to the second episode of Chap Truth. Chap Truth, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram. I don't think we have a Twitter yet, um, but follow us on our follow us on our personal Instagrams. Also, um, follow us on YouTube, TikTok. TikTok is com TikTok is coming back. Uh, we just been working on yeah. it. Until we until until. Until it gets banned in Georgia, though. We, listen, listen, it's already banned in Montana. We are far, we too many ways from Montana right now. But uh, okay, okay. Instagram, okay. follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You know, stick with your boys because we we moving up. All right, on today's episode. Well, to get this episode started, um. Recently, well, earlier during the week, I talked to Michael about um, this writer strike that's been going on and how it's going to hurt some of these shows that are coming back on television or the shows that have already stopped. I don't, and I think some of the shows that stopped after or before this writer strike was a good thing because it might deteriorate some of the like things that's already going on in the show and itself and it might change some stuff because honestly when you when you have different people write out a story for you you can tell there was a change can't you yeah, so, yeah absolutely. i think i think for some of the shows that stopped they were at a good stopping position well the shows mm -hmm. that i've recently watched they were at a good position to stop um I just hope and pray some of the shows that continue to go on through the writer's strike, they continue to strive and go forward and for on foremost. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. You know but, what? You know what hurts? What hurts is that 
It'd be the useless shows that just be getting a new seasons. The shows that doesn't have head or not tail. The shows that have no meaning, just pushing an agenda. They'd be the one that get season three, season four, season eight, season ten. You know, for example, I know, I know, I'm I'm starting from the end here, but can we just talk about why Grey's Anatomy is what nineteen seasons long? Can we? Yeah, I stopped at like season ten or eleven. Don't don't get twisted. But how how do you get such mental? I know you have to give some people jobs. You know, you're you're you're. It's also a way of keeping the unemployment rate low. But at the same time, you know, why? I mean, like, it, it, go ahead. Sorry, hasn't Grey's Anatomy like had like multiple? cast members leave and some come back and all that stuff yeah they've had multiple cast members they've had some that go out for a seven season they didn't die nothing happened to them and then they come back again and it's like don't get me wrong because of the genre of of a type of show it was it has the ability and the potential to go to 19 seasons but why it's like one of them ones like okay there's so many peaks in the show that they could have ended it there but I guess Meredith still wanted to be to keep going. So here we are to today. I, I heard this is the final final season though. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how everything goes. But yeah, I just it's just a quick rant I wanted to go ahead. You wanna know what like show I think has run its course? What? And I don't I don't I don't know if I'll get flack flack for this, but I feel like all American has run its course. Because it's this just, was this this was their last season, so calm down. No, it's only I five. Under, I understand it's been five seasons, but like after, for me, after the whole you know Black Lives Matter movement and everybody you know changed directions towards you know that, which was a great thing. I give you that, but not everybody had to publicize this Black. I hope I don't get flagged for this, but it's a Black movement because we understand the cause and Can I understand it. I understand that. Justin. Shut up. I understand that you know it's very prevalent, but you don't you don't have to showcase it. But they did what they did, and I feel like even before that, it kind of sort of started waning on people because it was just basically the same thing over and over again. You got um, what's the main character name? You got Spencer trying to take care of everybody. You know, Spencer James. I gotta do this with Crenshaw. I gotta do this with my mom. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're and right. Coop, you're right. Coop getting all this foolishness X Y Z, and you know. Yeah, but Coop, I, Coop. If you if you followed it to the to the last season though, Coop, hey. Coop, Coop, Coop is doing better for herself, man. Coop, Coop is, Coop is getting up there. But I understand what you're saying. Like, one of the things that ran the show long. Was the inadequacies of the inadequacies of Spencer and Olivia? Like, why can't the writers just make a decision? Are they going to end up together? Or are they going to go separate ways? It's like moments where, and I understand, you know, it, it can happen, especially relationship in our generation where there's no commitment, and then one, one a person gets attached, and then it's a back and forth on whether uh, we're hurting each other or not, and it becomes it becomes toxic. But for them, 
it was that same route as well. Whenever Olivia was ready to move on, Spencer wasn't. Whenever Spencer was ready to move on, Olivia wasn't. So this last season just showed like, okay, everybody broke up at the right time. But it's like whoever they had, whoever was like an external factor between both of them was always getting hurt. So it's like we all want a love story and all that, but why are you running it along for everybody to get hurt? Like people are getting hurt though. But the, you know the one I didn't see coming was mm-hmm. white dude. Uh white dude, uh the one that's the coach of this season. I don't think you remember I him. Ta- I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I did not see him becoming a dad in the show. And I know this is the last season, but I did not see him becoming a dad. So that's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. giving maturity vibes. Uh uh, uh now Olivia. Was a Layla and Jordan. Did anyone see that one coming? Did you see it coming, Justin? I did not. Yeah. I I've, some, I've, I've always been, whenever they post Instagram Instagram videos together, I've always like, something is brewing here. Something is brewing. And then the writers. So, no, no, no. Because you just see the chemistry in some people. And I know, like, the writers are not blind enough not to see that. So, you know, yeah, you, you, you see, and it was like, yep, they did it. Even though they hurt, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, the spinoff, All American Homecoming. Homecoming. I heard that was, yeah, I never, I watched maybe a couple of episodes that I didn't really like get in, like I didn't get engrossed into it, but I'm trying my best. Oh, Homecoming is pretty, it's pretty good. It gets, for me, it, it, it got good in the second season. But yeah, That's what man. Said. But I, I don't mean to spoil it for you, but you know, um, uh, Uncle Big Uncle died. Oh, I heard, well, that was all over TikTok, Instagram. That ain't no spoiler. Big Uncle died, man. I know something <laughs> tragic really has to happen for this show to like get potential views. Like the only thing has it has been riding off of was. Spencer, Layla, and Olivia. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just that love triangle as as that's what it's been writing off of. You know, there being little stories here and there, very impactful stories. But yeah, for me, it's 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 well overdue. So yeah, you say Uncle Dad. Yeah, Uncle. What I don't know. Uncle? Well, why did I say uncle? Because I didn't know his name, man. He was like uncle to everybody. I'm about Coach Baker, man. Coach Baker! Is it Coach Baker? Yeah, it's Coach Baker. Oh. I, I read into it now. He said he wanted he wanted to uh, get out of that role. And I think that was probably the best way possible for him to leave that role because, you know, you can also have him go in the direction of, oh, he wants to, you know, coach another team in another, what, are, what were they, in the East Coast? I believe they were in the East Coast. He wanted, no, they in the West Coast, whatever coast is in. Um, but he wanted to travel out to a whole nother city, a whole nother state and, you know, coach that. But that'll still kind of keep ties with him. And I think he just wanted... um I'm not going to say he wanted his character completely gone and completely, you know, exonerated from the I can story say, I can show, say. But I don't know. 
I can say I didn't see his death coming though because because um you know he he was trying to make a decision between Crenshaw and GAU. And I was like, is it GAU or LAU? One of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's GAU. So so I was like, bro, there are so many reasons to pick each one. But the riders just threw us a curveball and they killed him. So there we go. So um but I've been watching some like well, I've not been watching, I've been catching up on some shows I've been, you know, backed up into a corner, didn't watch and finish. So for the people out there that did watch Snowfall, Snowfall was a great, and I mean a great, it was a great masterpiece. I don't know if you watched it, Michael, but that, it, it was. Snow, a, I, f- I finished it, man. It Snowfall was, it was grand. Snowfall it was, was great. He had, it had, it had, eyes it, had every, it had everything. And it showed like how we as a community, I know as I say community, because it was a, uh, it was more so about you know the black, black community, yeah, and how crack was prevalent during those times, and like how yeah. it was yeah. pretty no, much it like, was it was pretty much like the white or Mexican kingpins, you know, come up, but you have a a young black entrepreneur, as they say, um, you know, built <laughs> built this somewhat kingdom, and he had everything, and then just to watch it all go away. Bro, bro, like the, I, the realism in that sh- was crazy. I almost said it is here. Oh man, yeah, but but it wasn't. I don't know, man. Uh, this this is gonna take us to where we don't even want to go. But it's like I I don't know how far you know um how far like real life. The CIA was actually involved in the importation and the growth of crack, like in real life. But according to the show, like they, there were so many parameters set for black men to fail. Oh, for like, sure. Like, like, like I was watching the show because whenever you, you hear you hear um a lot of black history and the things, the the unequal opportunities that you know, the black society don't get in compared to any other races. So mm-hmm. when I looked at that in visual, I was able to see it. And I was like, this is hard. It got even to a point that his mom had to succumb to her son being what her son was. Like, okay. don't get it wrong. He's intelligent. You know, he, he, he added panache to the whole drug dealing business, but don't get me wrong, it's still ruining the community. Okay, since you brought up the mother, do you think it was a good thing that she shot the uh, CIA? Uh, or was it a bad uh, thing? I, what's this, your opinion on that? You know the phrase that uh, that they say that mothers will kill for their children. Mm-hmm. I think the writers got that quote to a T because a true mother would do what she, that woman did. She was trying to save her son at every means. Now for me, from, from Saints point of view, which I always enjoyed cause I, I was a Saints fan. You know, I, I enjoyed the whole, um, the whole panache of his character, but from Saints mm-hmm. point of view, but from Saints point of view, I was pissed at that woman. 
I was when I shouted with Saint, I was like, but why? Uh-huh. Why? Because you uh-huh. we could have done it in a she could have done it in a way where she didn't have to get arrested, bro. No. It was a split decision for her, I get. But come on. I don't think so. And I, under, I understand because I, I I was in the same like boat as you for probably like five seconds. But think about it. This man took what 73 million from this man in a snap of a finger. And he was only gonna get half back. So think about it. if he can take 73 million from you. With a snap of in a snap of a finger, you don't think he could take that half back from you without you even realizing it again? And then you have to no. go through all that? No, because because oh, no, no, because Saint had him by the neck. No, no, Saint Saint had him by the neck. I am sorry. Like Sam was let's let's get it. Sam was desperate. Like I did not see him killing Ted's father. Don't get me wrong. Like I didn't know he had that ruthlessness in them. I didn't know he had that ruthlessness to his wife's mom too. And even to his wife. But I felt like half half of 73 million, bro, she could have just gotten away. She could have allowed him collect at least half of it and then killed him after. But with no money, he ruined his old black community for, for no money. Yeah, I think I think Ma said the right. Ma Duke said the right thing. I I understand Ma Ma Duke's point of view, but there's there are different ways to do things, man. There are different ways to do things. All right, whatever you say, but you know, one of one of my like favorite characters I loved in that man in that whole show was Jerome. I don't like how he went out, and I understand <laughs> I understand he he loved that girl. Ah, but the way Jerome went out. But is it just me that felt like I didn't? There was not enough pain in in Saint's eyes. Oh, he didn't like, care. Uh, no, nah, he did. He cared. He, he, he cared. cared. What he didn't, but he like, didn't care what he what they did to him, what hurt him more? Man, please. What they did to him because this is bruh. Like, come on now. They, they, bro, they did Saint wrong. Like his uncle and aunt did him wrong. If they were really family, they should have never gone to Teddy. But that's what happened when the woman was driving the ship. You know, she didn't have as much ties to Saint as Jerome did. But when she was driving the ship, Jerome was just, you know, a carefree man. So he loved the woman so much. He just did whatever he wanted. And that's why he wanted out at the end. He was like, after I get her out, I'm done. Both of them wanted out, really. Well, not really. no, no, no. I, I, no. I take it back. I take it back. I take no, it back. I take no. it back. What was her name again? Leon Lula, not Leon. Lou. Um, Lou. Lou wanted to be in the game. Lou loved that life. She was tired of just being um um the weed dealer's girlfriend. You know, you know the funniest. You know the funniest part of the whole show when what? they drug them at their wedding. <laughs> Yo, old dude was messed up for that. He said, "That's my wedding gift." That's my wedding gift to y'all, boy. <laughs> no, no, that was a great show. Um, I didn't want it to end, but I felt like it ended well. Nah, yeah, I felt like I felt a rain as course more. 
it was it was at a right stopping point. Now some shows, even some shows, they do have like you know they like uh, they take a step further than what they need to, and rather than just calling it a quits. I can't think of any show that are top of my head right now, but some shows they do linger on, on to like drag out shows. But if that's if that's what they can do that, and if that's their if that's their priority, they can do that. You know, so it is what yeah. it is. You know, it is what it is. And I hope that the writer strike uh, it does come to an end quicker because it does affect some of these shows that are coming out. Um, they may be affecting some of the viewers, our viewers' uh, shows. I know Stranger Things is being delayed, and some other. Some other television shows are being delayed. Probably yeah, some movies too, but mm. you know, I've never seen Stranger Things. I saw the first two seasons of Stranger Things. Speaking of movies, um, you seen Fast Ten yet? Fast and Furious. Roy Chill. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of <laughs> physics that they that they defy and is so egregious is. I mean, you, you I, seen it? Mm-mm. I've just seen oh. clips of it from TikTok. Oh, oh Instagram. okay. I, I'm probably going to see it eventually. Probably not they gonna... said, they said at some point, at some point, Dom is going to start flying and helping the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> oh. You can only do so much. Now, I really feel like this franchise has really, really, really... It's really, I'm not going to say it milked it, but it, it, it's, it's going there. It's getting there. I it, feel it, like... They're milking, they're squeezing the cloth right now. This is my take on it. I feel like either the last one when Paul Walker died should have been the last one, or if they would have did one more after the death of Paul Walker, it could have been done with. My, my brother said, give them one more year. They're going to use AI to bring Paul Walker back. They just might. I mean, Vin Diesel said it himself. I think it was a snippet on uh, TikTok. He was like, well, honestly, this was supposed to be the last one, but it's now it's a trilogy ending, so you got three more, two more coming. And then there was a snippet on TikTok that said, you know, once he gets finished with the whole, the whole movie, the Fast Five franchise itself, then he can start launching spinoffs. And I'm like, spinoffs to what? You've done it. You you've literally done everything in all Every these movies. Every possible thing, you've, bro. You went to space. You've went to what was it? Antarctica or whatever place it was. With his yep. cold. Yep. You, hold it, you holding missiles. You got Dwayne the Rock Johnson holding a helicopter with a chain, and him holding a missile. Like, what else can you do? AI, bro. AI. I think that's that's the next that's the that's the next villain they probably gonna have the Fast Five versus AI. Sure, <laughs> no, because because my worry at this point, you know, with with the advancement of AI and innovations, they might as well just make a new Paul Walker, man. Nah, and you they, and and they, they gotta they they gotta ask they gotta ask. He said he said if they don't ask permission from the family, the family is gonna sue them for the whole money. Mm-hmm. Of the movie, I would do the same thing. That's absurd, man. But yeah, it's uh, it hasn't you know, it hasn't let down on like action and you know unrealistic things. But it's good to see these brothers' faces together again. That's what I'm just gonna say. 
But yeah, I want to I wanna go see it soon, man. He's wasn't like a whole lot of money. I mean, I guess. I mean, that franchise is... That's, that's a whole different beast. And since I brought up the word beast, and since you brought up the word villain, because, um, you know, you don't like a certain NBA player because of how he operates and how he does his thing. Uh, what you say? This is your king, as you would say. Wow, here we go again. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't have nothing. I have have nothing to say to you that's going to be uh, mean or anything. I'm just saying, you know, if y'all haven't been watching because this this uh, podcast um, was after the fact, but you know, uh, the Lakers they got swept by the Nuggets. Um, Broom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but sorry, sorry, sorry. Even within those, even within those four games, the 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 games were so close. Like, um, I think it was only what game two they lost by double digits, and every other game, it was either game two or game three they lost by oh, double digits. No, there's no way you're doing this. There's no way about? you're doing. What about you doing? You don't even know I'm where I'm going. You're not about to give credit to. Okay, sorry. I'll let you. I, I'll let you finish. 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 Man, I lost my train of thought. Even though, even though they got swept, um, the games were close. The games were like basically damn near came down to the last four or five minutes of the fourth quarter. It could have went either way at the end of the day. Um, props up to all the Laker fans. You know y'all. Y'all had a real, real, real stressful season. First, y'all started <laughs> off at two and ten. Um, then LeBron went down, but then you had your highs because you know LeBron got his his scoring his scoring title. Uh, you know, he's now the he's now the most active NBA star with the most points. Too bad they lost that game to OKC, but you know then you had little Anthony Davis talking about oh. I'm upset because we still losing. I want to win, but you know we move on from that. And then y'all, y'all got to the play and y'all won the play and, and y'all made it to the Western Conference Finals. So even though there were lows in y'all seasons, um, there's also some highs to think about. But I feel like they did a great job. The whole playoff stretch that they had, mm, even though. What? Nothing laughing. Laughing. Go ahead. I just feel like the the teams that they faced were like like for instance the the Grizzlies. They had so much like internal confusion going on with Jaw. They had injuries. Then you had the Warriors. They weren't. They were a championship team. I'm not going to discredit. Uh, Steve Curran, what he said that this wasn't a championship team. It was a champion team. They just, they just had another external fight. I just feel like <laughs> the Nuggets had a better team and better role players. Hence the reason why I said the games were close because you didn't really have on the Lakers side. You had Dennis Schroeder only popping in and popping out. You know he had what five points, maybe four points in two games. You know, D-Lo was D-Lo. But um, 
in all honesty, it was a great series, per se, uh, especially game four. You know, LeBron gave it his all, and I mean his all. He had a 40-point bucket. What was it, 40, 47? He had a 40-point, 40-plus point game. He just couldn't get it through the threshold because he didn't really have anybody. You know that. He didn't have anybody? He didn't have You said that? He didn't have anybody? He didn't have anybody to come with him. Oh, my God. LeBron fans would say anything for this brother, bro. Who said I was a LeBron fan? Oh, you're not? <laughs> I'm a I am a fan of the game. I don't like I'm so serious. I don't really don't have like a, a favorite player or anything. I'm just a fan of the game. I like watching the game itself. Guys, doesn't that sound like BS to you? I don't know, because it sounds like BS to me, but you you guys so, decide. So what help did LeBron have? Huh? What what help did LeBron and I'm only you talk, guys, I'm only you. talking about I'm only talking about game four. What help did LeBron have? No, don't just talk about game four. No, don't talk about game four. Just talk about game four. Okay, so what help did LeBron because have? Because he dropped, he dropped. How much did he drop on game four, 30? He dropped 40 plus, I believe. I can look it up for you and why you go on your rent. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not, no, no. Everybody likes to give credit to... Bron, whenever he does well, but they don't criticize him whenever he doesn't do well. Oh, I can criticize like him when you, he doesn't do well. You, like, you telling me he didn't have no help? Like, their moment, like, I'm going to bluntly say it. The only reasons the Laker beat the Warriors was because of AD. But nobody's going to emphasize on that. Everybody's going to wait till LeBron drops a 40 ball or 50 ball and then yell out he's the GOAT. Oh, I give you that because the the, the, uh, the Warriors didn't have a big man within, yeah, 48. Like, I told, I told, yeah, wow, that was a great game. 48 like, points, I told, assists, almost a triple-double. Continue. Yeah. I told, I was telling Justin and Abu, I said, all the Lord, all the Lakers are gonna do is just beat the Warriors and then lose. I literally said that. Their mission was just to beat the Warriors and then lose. The the Lakers the Lakers are a good team. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, when did he make the playoff to where they are now? Like, they've gone through the rounds. LeBron has showed up. They've always had, you know, they've always had their moments. And especially when they had shooters on the team, um, it has aided their game. Like their 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 um bench, not bench, but their remaining starters apart from LeBron and AD picked up the slack. That's why they were able to beat the Warriors. But mm-hmm. they just walked into that same BS of LeBron is going to carry them again. I don't know how that mentality falls into their head, but they did not play together as they played against the Warriors. And it was shocking for me. Don't get me wrong. They were off a couple of games, I think game one and game three. But game four, the everybody's mindset was like, oh, LeBron was going to pull up and do magic. 
and with the you know with the uh what's it called with the stats obviously he did do magic he dropped 48 points like numbers don't lie he showed up but a leader does not just accept the sole pressure of him carrying the team he also has to boost everybody else because they definitely carried the team when he wasn't a hundred percent like I don't know what happened to AD that he didn't show up in game four. I knew the minute they went 3-0 down, I knew like they weren't coming back. Like I I already I didn't even, like the Nuggets are not that stupid. Because that would be stupid stupidity to 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 throw away a three point a three oh lead. But come on now. Nobody else in the team? You can say that he didn't show up. I mean Every, I just feel like everybody had their their time to shine and time. When the lights got brighter, they showed up. Like for instance, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves showed up every game throughout every game they had. This this man, I believe, he probably averaged twenty three points the whole playoff spurt they went on. Whether it was against the, whether it was against the Warriors. The Grizzlies are the Nuggets. He had at least 20-plus points probably of how many ever games they played. Lonnie Walker, he had a good uh, fourth-quarter 15-point game against the um, the Warriors. Rui, he stepped up. AD, he stepped up. I just felt like as the moment got brighter and brighter and brighter, you know, to reach the finals, you know, people started winding down because, and like, I believe around one when it was the Lakers versus the Grizzlies, D'Lo showed up. Um, when it was the Warriors versus the Lakers again, I believe Schroeder and D'Lo showed up. But as time consistently got there and, and it was the Nuggets, no, no, neither one of those two showed up. Well, D'Lo didn't show up offensively. Neither did Schroeder, but Schroeder had some type of defensive prowess against Jamal Murray. But Jamal Murray was still getting his buckets. And once again, shout out to the Denver Nuggets because that was, they are, and they say that they say this themselves that they were just like, nobody really cared about the Denver Nuggets because they're a low market team. They don't really have a, "Quote unquote superstar or star," but you got Nikola Jokic doing great things as a center. Bro, like, I don't like, know how. I'm I'm sorry to say I don't I don't I, I'm not frequent with basketball enough, and I probably don't see everything that goes on. But it still baffles me out and beat his MVP. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that on another day. But I I knew I knew like they were going to have a tough battle against the Nuggets. Because we've seen it in a, well, personally, I've seen it in a bubble, probably outside of the bubble before Jamal Murray got hurt, even though I think he got hurt in between the bubble and the actual when the regular season started back up the next time. But in a bubble, Jamal Murray was going off. Between Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Devin Booker, probably Luka too in the bubble. All those players were, you know, shining. And then 
you know, of course, people are like, oh, it's just the bubble. You know, you don't have that fan. It's not like a regular gym. It's like probably what's what's that gym? That's uh, what is it? Oh, man, whatever the gym is, that's probably just nothing but a run around like at the gym. L.A. Like, fitness. Yeah. L.A. Fitness ain't nothing but a five on five at L.A. Fitness. Like, no, like these are actual NBA stars and they can go up whenever they want to. And you see Jamal Murray. He, he did that, and that just shows that that bubble phase wasn't it wasn't fake, it was real. He had a desire to get to the championship when he was in the bubble. He got hurt, you know. He had to rehab. He got his he got his ish back. He got his feet. He got he got his feet back in the water. He just he just impeccable things, and like nobody that guarded Jamal Murray. Nobody that guarded Jokic could stop these boys. And I think that was one of the main factors that cost LA. Because if you put if you put D'Lo on Jamal cooked, then the shoulder on Jamal. Then the shoulder probably stopped maybe two out of eight times. But he was gonna get his buckets up. He was gonna pass it to Yoke. Yoke was either gonna pass it to KCP or uh Michael Porter, or maybe hell, even Aaron Gordon. Everybody, everybody on that Nuggets team, they were, they just flowed very, very well. And I think that's another reason why they actually won because from the likes of LeBron, AD, um, Austin Reeves, and Dennis Schroeder, they only probably played maybe out of a whole 82 games of the season, I would say they probably only played like half of that. And then you have to think about the players that they brought into the organization, as in Jerry Vanderbilt, D'Lo. Uh, I can't think of the other two because they got benched by the second or third round because they wasn't cont- contributing to the call. So it was like... It was a well put team, and that team in the Nuggets—they've been a team for probably two years now, going on, with the exception of probably KCP. I don't know. Don't you can fact check me. It's cool, but then you have the Laker organization who has gone through a plethora of roster changes after roster changes, and it it takes them a long time to you know get a feel for each other. Because they were just put in that position, and it's like, and like I said, the game. Even though the Lakers had to adjust during the season, the season with those changes, you have a team that's already found their core, already found their style of play. Everybody knows how to play with each other, but with the Lakers, it's like, all right, we're throwing you in here. Y'all built the chemistry yourselves with these amount of games we have left. And I think that's what I'm not going to say that was one of the main reasons why he lost, but it was one of the reasons why he lost. Mm. What is your rebuttal? What is your rebuttal? Justin. What? I just outlined something to you that no, go ahead. Go, 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 go. No, you're you're saying you're saying the underlying reason for the performances were the lack of chemistry. 
I was, from, that wasn't one of the main reasons why they lost. Yeah, okay. But one of it is lack of chemistry. Yeah. So when, when they were winning games and everybody were dropping double digits, they didn't have chemistry as well, right? Cause, cause I like, like I'm sorry, but I keep hearing excuses, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not fine with it. The Lakers are not just that team. As of right now, they're not. Like they have one big powerhouse, they have an inconsistent powerhouse, and then everybody else is on the come up, which means that they're inconsistent. So, having to explain that for their favor is not sitting right with me. Like they played a good season. They played a good season. But I'm sorry, they're not just good enough. Are you talking about inconsistencies? Yeah. Oh, I could have told you that. I mean, even when they traded I really thought this wasn't a great trade to begin with. When they traded D'Lo for Russ. D'Angelo Russell is he has his yeah, but moment. come on now. He come has, on now. Listen, he has his moments of shining. He has his moments where he doesn't show up. Yeah, but this season, Russell Westbrook didn't have any moments. True. I'm just saying, you, you traded, you basically traded nothing for nothing. At least Russell, he would, he would at least try his best to defend somebody besides, you know, get lost. In transition, well, you can't hit. lie though. Dilo did his thing on Steph. He did. So I feel like Russell. So. I ain't gonna say that, but we move on from that. But now that we got that out, you know, once again, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets to becoming the Western Conference Finals, and they will uh, play either against. The Miami Heat are the Chicago, mm, not Chicago, are the Boston Celtics. <sighs> What's that game like? Is it a full sweep yet, or somebody won? No, uh, Miami still up three. Uh, Boston won last game, so it's three one. Oh. They, they play tonight at Boston and see if that's gonna go where it's gonna go. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Yeah, man. And one more thing on this on this uh, Lakers series. Um, before we transition on to something else, and I'm going to pinpoint to what you said about LeBron. LeBron is 38. He can't. He can't carry a team anymore. And listen, okay, okay. He okay. He, he's he's at a he's at a point where he's like we. Actually, take that back. We're at a point in in the NBA where no one person can carry a team. Hell, not even two people can carry a team. Like, for instance, you saw the Nuggets. They they got uh, the Suns out. They got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker out. Well, of course, CP3 got hurt, but that's always CP3. Like, you need... Sounds you need, like shade, but... You need CP3 always get hurt during the playoff season, whatever. What, no matter what it is, it's a curse, isn't it? Yeah, you like AD, you always hurt. But um, it's not this league isn't based upon one person trying to carry a team anymore. 
you have you have new new superstars, new athletes coming in in the NBA. Brandon Vet uh you have those new superstars coming in the NBA, uh being teamed with vets. You know, the vets are, you know, teaching the rookies and they coincide with each other and once that spark gets going, it gets going, but no one person can carry a team anymore. I mean, he tried it. He tried his best. And I give him I give him his just due. It's just it just wasn't good enough because he didn't have anybody else to he didn't have anybody else with him. I mean, yeah, you had A D show up, but in the what was it? I, I ain't even gonna hold you. I didn't even watch the game. But what I heard was in the third quarter, AD only had what, two points. You know, Austin Reed, he did his thing. Rui Altamar, he did his thing. But at the end of the day, not one one person can't carry a team of how many of how many people are on that team, and that's just it. Thirty-eight, year twenty, probably gonna come back. He'll be thirty-nine, year twenty-one. He can. He, only- he said he wants to play with this kid, right? Ah, that's see. Here's the thing about that, and I didn't. I kind of sort of didn't want to touch it, but I kind of sort of did want to touch it. <laughs> During his, of course, everybody was like, "Oh, it's LeBron about to retire. Is he about to come back? Is he about to stay with the Lakers?" Um, I don't know. I didn't take it that far, but he did. They did mention you know playing with his son, and what I put it like this is: LeBron has reached a pinnacle in his life where. I don't think he's comfortable just playing games anymore. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is he just doesn't want to play games just to play games. He wants to go out there and actually play for a title, contend for a title. He, he said himself he's reached those Western Conference finals before, and he's been at the bottom of that so many times. He, he wants to get to that Larry O'Brien trophy. And I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know how good Bronny is. And I don't know if he's going to be like a one and done in college, two and done, two, three, four, and do the whole four years in college. But if you think about it, I feel like, yes, LeBron can play for probably about, I'll give or take, two to three more years. But within those two or three more years, will he be comfortable on a team where they're just playing and not really playing for a title? And then when Bron Bronny gets here, is he just going to be playing for that? And then halfway through the season, he's going to be done. I just feel like LeBron has this mentality of, I'm here to make it to the playoffs, win the playoffs, and call it a day. Now, if he doesn't have that mentality and he's comfortable just you know playing games, then yeah, he'll probably wait for Bronny to come and just play probably one season. Whether it's with his son or without his son, it's just it's just out to him and his body. But his body can only take so much because he's been in the league for about twenty fucking years, and that's just my take on that. Okay, but touche, touche. As you said, the king is getting old. T'Challa. Not to, not to quote Dalen Brooks, but he. He's not old, but he's getting older, and he can't do he can't do everything on the court. 
necessary. He oh, tries. Okay. His, he tries his hardest. He tries his best. He he does. He does impeccable things, but he can't. He needs that one person to to carry him up that mountain. You know. Okay. We, we say tally ho, tally ho, tally ho. No. Okay. Okay. Any LeBron fans? Okay, okay, no problem, no problem. I, I, I rest my case. I don't have anything to say anymore. I, mean, I, I think it was. Say. I think it was a good take. What was going on? But all right, we move on from this. Michael, Justin, Michael, Justin, Michael, Justin. Why are we here tonight, big dog? Wow, wow, man. We're here for um, we're here for a very interesting topic. Uh, you know, uh, we've always uh, since when we were little, our parents have always told us to go to school. You know, school is the way. No. School, <laughs> school is the way. <laughs> school is the way, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, for me, it's a little bit different because my my parent didn't have the education system of here. But I, I sort of have the educational system of here. So we're speaking about educational system in case I haven't said that yet. I have not. So I just realized that. But yeah, we're speaking about education system and we're speaking about the process it is for educational system in the United States of America and its advantages and disadvantages and why some, you know, don't want to utilize the advance um the advanced educational system, which is colleges or universities, or even beyond. You know, some people don't believe in it. So, Justin, you had the educational system of the United States of America from kindergarten to wherever you are now. How do you think it was? Is it reliable? Is it... I know, I know. you know, some of it are necessary from kindergarten to grade school to junior, um, junior high, then to high school. You know, but how was it for you? What was your experience like, educational-wise? Did you think it affects your decision-making today, how you view the world, or it does not? We're going to get into college, but just educational system in general. Um, I feel as if the, co- not the, college, the educational system, it was... It could have been better, um, especially during, you know, high school times. I feel like I'm only going to talk about high school because, you know, elementary elementary is, you know, building blocks. Middle school is adding more building blocks. But high school is where, you know, the foundation is set. So you can actually put those blocks on that foundation. Mm. Shit was hard for me. It was, but anyways. <laughs> um, high school it could have been more resourceful, as in a sense. Okay, we are. What? Well, how old was I when I got in high school? Twenty one. I, I ain't that old, nigga. <laughs> Let's just say I was seventeen, sixteen. Sure. Let's go with seventeen. Um, and this can also go into college too, but I'm just going to talk about probably like, you know, 
I'll say sophomore, not sophomore, like junior to senior year high school. Um, you know, add like a financial literacy class. You know, so we can actually understand, you know, how how tax to utilize how we, our money, how we do our taxes, how even though I don't think most people use checkbooks anymore because everything's so, you know, instantaneous and that too. But like during that time, like how to balance a checkbook, how to write a check, you know, how how to, you know, what is it? Divide up the family income, how much, you know, uh, electricity bill is, water bill is, light, well, electricity is water, like how to, how to plan for, how to plan for a mortgage. It's like a real life situation stuff besides, you know, just a regular, you know, A squared plus B squared equals C squared, A, B, A, X plus B, C equals C, R, W. You know, I never, I never use, I never use the quadratic formula till today in real life. It's crazy. But I am pretty sure um for that month made us use that formula for anything. Yeah. But and- like what you just said, sorry, to cut you off, I I'd yeah. say something real quick. Essentially financial literacy. That's what yeah. you were saying, right? Like the the incorporation of that in in schedules and curriculums for starting from high school. It's very paramount, especially when the economy is affecting everyone's lives today, mm-hmm. everyone's life. And you see a lot of people telling you about investments, but investments have always existed. So why are we just hearing about them now? The lack of information out there. But you said something. You said building blocks. Uh, we're, we're gathering blocks and building the blocks from, you know, uh, primary school. I said primary school. Elementary Sorry, for me, school. for me, it's primary school is elementary school and middle school, you know. And then the foundation, it's set in high school. So for you, what kind of foundation was set for you to go into the outside world? I'm not talking about college, not not to prepare you for college. But to go into the outside world, because what a lot of people, what a lot of um, high school counselors miss today is that sometimes the decision of the student is not to go straight, is not to go to college. It's to go either into the workforce, into straight to internship or or to expand in other ventures. But for you, how did high school prepare you for the outside world, not college, just the outside world? I don't really think high school did a great job preparing me for the outside world. Um, But we did have a, I think it was my, it was either, like I said, I think it was my junior year, you know, they actually finally had a financial literacy class. But um, yeah, I had a financial literacy class. Yeah, we had a financial literacy class. It was I didn't, but I'm listening. It was for the information that was given. You know, some of the things I listed, we did like how to how to write a checkbook. Um, but I think what the downfall towards that was, and I'm not gonna you know call out the teacher or anything because it's not that. Of course, it's a teacher that teaches, but it's also upon the students to actually retain and actually study the information that's given to, towards them. Um, 
I mean, he did a great job actually uh, teaching the financial literacy class. I just feel like he had a curriculum <laughs> and that <laughs> curriculum could only expand to so much that he really couldn't get into actually like, okay, when we get out of here, when we leave high school and we don't go to college, what's, what's the next steps that we can do to better help our financial status. I mean, like, yes, we can go out and get a job, but like, how do we save money for that job? The correct way to save money for that job, even though there really isn't a correct way to save money, but like, give us some sort of not necessarily formula, but formula, but some example of how to save money because you know, during, and the advantages of saving money yeah, too. Because during the during your sophomore, junior, and senior year that's when you started looking for like jobs out like jobs so you can have a flow of income so you can like start to save your money up so you know when you reach you know how when we reach college and you're by yourself you'll have those funds to actually fund you for your books your your books if you got a car gas x y and z um but during i really remember we did um we did like a checkbook, how to balance a checkbook. I think we we talked about stocks and bonds um, during one course, but it was like a one and done type thing. And I feel like if that was implemented, like probably my senior year as well, I would have been better off actually, you know, retaining the information because you know sometimes during high school you're not really paying attention but you know throughout the course as you grow you start to pay attention to what you know because this is life at the end of the day and this is one of the stepping stones that teaches you about life and if it's not implemented anywhere in a school system or in a college system you're not going to know anything about it until it reaches you because at the end of the day, it's going to reach you. Yeah, like facts. And, uh, facts. and I feel like, and I feel like for in college too, you can you need to uh, actually you know give real world situations and real life situations and how to handle it. I mean, yeah, your they say your mother and your father are there to you know teach you about those things as well. But what about? those children that are neglected. What about those children that don't really have a mother or don't have a father? Or they're just in a situation where it's, oh, they don't have time for me. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I don't have time for him because, you know, some parents, they work two, two, three jobs. They come home, go to sleep and go back to work because we're in a society now where everything's up. Nobody's really getting paid the amount of money they need to get actually paid. And you just sometimes it's hard to say this, but people are out there on their own and experiencing life on their own. And they don't really have a, a an example or a straight path because either college didn't teach them this, high school didn't teach them this, or their parents didn't teach them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you, I mean, you don't have to go, big, big, big into it in high school or big, big, big into it in college. Just give them, like, introduce it to them. 
Cause like for instance, um, I got into an accident in June of last year and I, and I kind of sort of knew how to handle like the situation with the insurance companies and this, that, and the third of accident. But some people, they might not know the logistics of, okay, if this person hits you or you hit this person, your insurance is liable and you got to pay this amount. And sometimes they don't, they don't understand, like, they don't understand stuff like that. So I feel like if you implement certain things into that real world situations into like high school, some people will be more prepared to actually go out into this world and say, okay, if I get a job at 20, let's say if I get a job at 20 or 18 at the least, depending on the rate of pay, I can save this amount of money or that amount of money to get this. Justin, what? Not to cut you off, please. I have a question. I have a, I have a question because as you were talking, a lot of things were just popping in my head. But point blank, period. Why did you go to college? Why did I go to college? Here's the thing. I didn't really want to go to college. Um, and I usually got, let me see, I probably got maybe two letters that said you weren't yada, 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 you weren't accepted. And I was like, I told my mom, uh, can I just like take a year off or like, it was either a year off or probably go to the army or Navy. She was like, for what? No, she asked me, is it because of, you know, the accepting letter? Well, the accepting letters that you got that denied you access? I'm like, no, I just. Deny letters. Yeah. I just didn't really feel like going into an institution with four more years of college or four more years of education, per se. Let's just use that word, for example. And I can, you know, actually get the real world feel out there without being secluded to a building. Because I know, I know, like, maybe a handful of people that didn't go to college and they have they've learned real life situations because they were put in that situation because they put the, they put themselves in that situation because they didn't go to college and they're flourishing. Um, not discrediting college at all, but it took me some time to actually, uh, realizing what I wanted to do with my life or my career choice per se. I always wanted to go into like the, TV and TV and film industry type thing. So I think that was a plus for me to actually go into college, even though I had multiple segues of what I wanted to do. But I always felt like communications was like my best, was the best fit for me. And people were like, why are you going to do communications and you don't talk? Just because I talk, don't, just because I don't talk, don't mean I, I can't communicate. It's not communicating all the time. Apart from that, communication means a lot of things. Yeah, communication it means, it means more than that. But yeah, you can be a director, you can be an editor, you can be a bro. Come on now. That's the feeling I'm now. doing as I as I got more deep down into my studies in college, I realized oh, I like this. So now let me see what avenue I really want to go towards. 
to see where I can be at. And I'm in a position, well, I am in a position where I, I work now that I'm actually in my, my major as a, I went from a PA to an editor. Now I'm trying to be a director in the span of a year. So I'm kind of sort of moving up in that ladder. But at the same time, I'm probably even probably, thank you, probably even without, I'm not going to say without an education or a college education per se, I probably, the door wouldn't have been cracked open for me because of what college did for me. It would have probably been like kind of stuck and I would have had to bombard my way into it rather than just being open. If you understand what I'm trying to say, no, yeah, yeah, I so. I get you a hundred percent. I was I was I was waiting for you to to conclude. Like, so why did you feel like your parents wanted you to go there? Because from what you just said, you know, you were just being uh, a uh, an obedient child, which you enjoy its benefits today. But why do you think your parents believed in? The, the the further education system, a higher education system of, of a college or university? Probably, I'm not going to put words in my mouth, but I'm going to put words in my mouth today. Um, probably just, I feel like they, or well, everybody thinks if you go to college, you'll have a better, you better have a, you will have a better standard of living. You know, like if you, like for instance, you just got your master's degree, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get your master's degree, that opens up more opportunities for you rather than a person with a bachelor's degree because because you you probably did certifications, you probably did this, you expanded your boundaries even further than a person with a, just a plain old bachelor's degree. I'm sure some people don't make it with a some people don't make it because they have a master's degree or maybe even a doctor's degree, but it just shows yeah. that it just shows that you are able or you have this title towards you where I feel like you can fit in the society that we're in that can help this company that you're trying to go into. I'd, I'd speak from my point of view now because like I said, mine's a little, mine's a little different, you know, shout out to the, I've done enough shouting out, but I'm not from around here. I was, I was born in Nigeria. So it's, it's a little different, the establishment. So there's not just, not, not just a system that started with parents, but generations as well, especially since the colonization of United States by United States, colonization of Nigeria by the British, you know, they since then they believed in the educational system of making a way, you know, creating it's it's uh it's a curriculum. If you accomplish this, 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 and this, you can get to be a person in life. That's the saying, a person in life. Um, for me, that was the route I took, just because. At that point in time, I didn't have any dedication, strong dedication to anything that convinced me otherwise. Like, I have a lot of people that said, oh, you know, 
after high school, they got so developed in music and they felt like they want to strictly focus in music and not go to college. And they had a strong will for that. Now, in my in my household, you can have will and you can have will. There's some will that can't be bent, you know, that you still have to succumb to the generalized notes, notations. And then there's some will that you can completely say no to the curriculum of things. I didn't have anything to completely say no to the to the plan. Now, I say plan because I don't have any other word. That's what they went through as well. They did high school, college, and then graduate school. So what did I believe strong enough in to say I wasn't going to go through that method? Like, you get where I'm coming from. Like, mm-hmm. forget what I want to get from out of education. It was just a process at that point in time. It is now that I'm getting older that I'm starting to understand the impact of those institutions in my life. But at this point in time, when I was going through the the things, primary school, um, Secondary school, you go through GS1, GS2, GS3. Then you enter the SS, SS1, SS2, SS3, and then go to university. So I got here and I did um, 11th and 12th and I went to college. So for me, it wasn't, there was no question. And it came from their belief of the aspect that you have to go through certain things to be above the middle class. And a lot of, a lot of job syst- a, a lot of job requirements, I believe, have the requirements of at least a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. But it's funny now that even my profession as an IT, as an, as an IT profession, they have reduced the requirement to certifications and high school diplomats and you can't be pissed at that because innovation doesn't just depend on education that that's a quote right there you guys got that anyone got that but innovation is not solely dependent on education and people started to understand that that is why the it workforce grew you know they started to understand that Technology is the future and the ability to have more hands so that it can grow is very paramount, especially to um, well-developed countries. So for me, I was even a little safe. It was at some point, my mom was like, okay, uh, after you finish college, you know, you can just take some certifications. Why, why do you even have to? do so 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 and so in college i was like first of all i've already started so i have to finish and then second of all even though they still require certifications they still accept certifications i promise you there are a lot of level i don't know why my voice got lower but there are a lot of level that you would try to get into. There's some, according to Justin, there's some doors that you would try to go into, but little, little requirements will hold you back. Mm-hmm. Like I give grace for the ability to, to in getting a graduate degree, 
But you ever been? I don't know if y'all have have, have ever been in a scenario when you're applying on LinkedIn and you check in the job requirements and you say and and you hear line one, line one must have a bachelor's degree. Oh yes, you say you're good, and then you hear line two must have a master's degree, and you close, and you go on to the next one. So I had such grace in saying, oh, must have a master's degree onto the next requirements. You know, it opened those, those doors might not like my, a lot of people might not notice them, but it opened those doors for me. So educational system, I'm t- I, I talked about, you know, the process for me as, as a Nigerian, that's how they believed. Now, what did education system do in my life? Well, until SS2 in Nigeria, it was just book knowledge. It wasn't street smart. Like, there are a lot of kids that were street smart, but they weren't book smart. smart. And that was a completely bad thing. From where you? Huh? Were you book smart or were you street smart? I was a quiet kid, so I wasn't in the streets out a lot. So, so so I wasn't I was in the streets out a lot. So, um, I I I was book smart, but I knew how to mind my business. That's the best way I can answer that for you. So, so yeah, there were a lot of kids that were street smart but not book smart. But educational, the education institution, the institution of education. And um, teachers and professors and just the institution, they didn't understand how to manage that. At least from my point of view, they always thought those kids weren't built for a higher place. They thought they were just meant to mingle out in the streets and become low levels. But when I came over here, it showed me an expansive and innovation thinking. and. It was so evident in the curriculum of study. I did not understand how experimental math could be until I got here. Math was so methodical. Math was so, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, there was, there was rudiments to it, but here it became experimental. It became innovative and you can see the reason behind these conclusions. Yeah, we're putting, we're putting letters and numbers together. We're doing yeah. great things. Yeah, we're doing wonderful things. So, I started to understand the reason behind the educational system and how it promoted innovative thinking. Now, high school need to do a better job at preparing kids for outside education institutions. My high school started by just creating, sending their kids to an academy of, um, of, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, labor, manual labor academy of, so it's handwork labor. I, I'm sorry. That was so African to say handwork labor. So for example, like the hairdressers, like the mechanics, like the barbers, like the, um, uh, painters, those type of things, it exposed them. Huh? Your hand all that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. My, my, my year was the first year to do that. 
Um, and they had such opportunities and it opened the mind of students to seeing outside of textbook because some let's, let's not kid ourselves. Not everybody learned by reading words. A lot of people learn by seeing, by doing. Mm-hmm. And not everybody is built to be a mathematician or a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Some people are good at being a barber. And that's why some people are making bank now because they built such a profile for themselves that their clients are flying them out to come cut their hair. Like, apart from um, power and position, one of the factors that humanity crave for is financial stability. And we need to get out of the box to think that there are different ways to achieve it. Until parents started hearing that kids could make a million off YouTube. Now, every parent want their kid to go to go post something on YouTube. Everybody's becoming a social influencer. What you say, Justin? Not every parent. Uh, not every what parent, you're right. But many parents. No, no, because because they're starting to open their eyes to okay, we want our kids to go to school, go get a job, and be financially stable. But they're starting to realize that it doesn't have to be that order. It just doesn't have to be a regular, not, not to cut you off, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really have to be like a whole nine-to-five job anymore. It's, it's more Exactly. So, exactly. Every, everything has, I'm not going to say turned, but everything has really pretty much turned. Um. Of course, for our parents' generation, I don't think they they probably saw the impact of how the internet and all this was going to impact the world, but I don't think they saw it to this degree. No, they did not. They did not, bro. When I told my mom how much I'm influencing, I was making today. She said, "Why don't you post too? Why you not? Why why you not? Why you not posting?" I was like. It's not. It's not my line of desire. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not something I crave for. It's not a passion of mine. Some people are just gifted at it, and it's a passion of theirs. So, social media, for example, and IT opened the world to a lot more job opportunities and a lot more passion and a lot more ability to a lot of people. So, with that. Institutions have to do better. They have to incur. They have to give a reason as to why they want kids to go to school, apart from the certificate or apart from a diploma. They have to give. They have to offer more. You know, it can't just be. It can't just be book, 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 book. A lot of people are be, are having experimental studies now. They're incorporating, they're incorporating different things. Um, people are having uh, various IT incorporations. They're having um, scientific um, robotics class. All those things are great, but they're still embedded in mathematics and science. Give something that it would push kids onto social media for a positive influence. For a positive influence. To emphasize for a positive influence, but yeah, the education system has come a long way. I we give we give glory to God for that grace, but it can be better. It can be better. I feel like we're gonna get into college as well. If you want to go ahead, Justin, but how has college impact you in general? 
don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna make this sweet and short because I think we about to wrap this uh this whole thing up or this conversation up as a whole. But um, college was a great experience for me because you know I've gotten to. I don't feel like I feel like college is where you really learn how to connect with other people, how to build that networking chain. So that when you're actually that's one thing college actually does, you know, try to persuade you to do is connect with other people so that when you actually are out in the real world, you'll be able to connect with other people. And that's one thing college has honestly taught me how to connect with other people and how to find other people for resources. Whether it's like you trying to get your foot in the door with somebody, whether you're just trying to lend a helping hand, but you <laughs> that's my that's probably like one of my few takeaways I can honestly take away from college because um well that and time management and some other things but other than that uh college was basically an adult version of high school you know you don't like really have your parents behind you telling you do this study, do that studies, do that homework, do this homework, read this, read that. You had a, you had a option of, oh, I can either do this another day and I can go do this. I can do this at five o'clock, go to the basketball court, go to the, go out and party, go to the clubs and do all that. And then, you know, probably try to, you know, get my life together and go to class the next morning if you had class the next morning. But um, to wean off of that uh, conversation real quick, um, some high schools, I've, which which is what, what would be a great thing if, you know, some counties had the money to do it or if some, you know, schools want to help each other. I feel like we need to place a system where as a hands-on system in high school. So people that want to go to college are they don't are they indecisive about going to college, they can have an outlet of like what they really want to do and what they want to major in. Like let's say for instance, because I think I've said this before, I went to Woolville Tompkins. Um congratulations to all the Woolville Tompkins uh graduates. Y'all did y'all thing this year. Um, <laughs> but we implemented, they had a, it was Woodville Tompkins Technical and Career High School. And what I mean by that is you had all these, of course you had your core classes, but you also had these classes where you can take, if you wanted to know how to cook, you could take culinary. If you want to know how to braid hair or do hair, you had cosmetology. If you want to be a nurse, we had a nursing pathway, firefighter pathway, um, engineering pathway, and I think they just did start a collision or whatever. Ooh. Um, they had all these things, and it it really opens your eyes into what you want to do and how to actually maneuver around it. So, like when you go to college and you go to nursing, or if you want to take a nursing course in college, and you take that nursing pathway, you'll understand the gist of it so you just won't be an introductory uh, you won't be like a freshman into it 
you'll have the gist of it, but you wouldn't have everything covered. Or if you want to hmm. start your own business with the culinary side of it or the cosmetology side of it, take a business class. There you go. And you understand the logistics of it. I just feel like those pathways actually help somebody determine, okay, I, I may need this type of certification. I may need this type of degree to actually bring up my pathway, make that pathway my career. And I just feel like yeah. some, that can be, yeah. that needs to be implemented in, you know, the educational system. But of course, some educational systems don't have the money or freedom to do that. But if we could do that, it'll be helpful towards everybody. And also, to wrap this up, um, there was a news report about, I can't remember what, how, I don't think it was high school. It was some college that had like a social media course. And it, Ooh. it, it, it um, basically taught them how to become an influencer. Like how, like the algorithm of how to post stuff, when to post stuff, what's trending, stuff like that. You could take that too, but sometimes it's not. Like you said, it's not for everybody. It's just everybody's not an open book. Everybody's not really willing to talk to the public because they may feel like, oh, nobody's going to listen to me. And plus being a being an influencer is very hard because you have to think of your own ideas and create your own ideas and you can't, you know, you can copy off everybody, but once it's already done before and it's done the second time and it's done the third time, it's kind of sort of hard to gain that attraction. So you have to be one of the few million that can actually stand out. And that's mm. just my take. Yeah. Um, Good take. I'd I'd say colleges they something college teaches you is just how to be diligent, how to how to meet a due date. That, that's for starters, and you know it helps you in networking. Not everybody networks there. God knows I didn't, but it gives you a a a rudiment to how to survive a job, I think, for a lot of people. But, Justin, what would you suggest the moves to be after graduation? So after graduation? Mm-hmm. Like, depending on profession, do you think you should wait after, until after graduation to start applying for a job? or It just depends on the person, because... Usually, during after graduations, after graduation itself, people are already have their acceptance letters into a college, um, and they already know what they want to major in. So it really just depends on the person and how they and their outlook. Um, but for those that don't, that I'm not gonna say. I don't even know. I'm just gonna end it right there. Because most people already have, you know, that acceptance letter. They already have their move-in date. They already have this. They already have that. So it just depends on the person. And for those that don't have, you know, acceptance letter and they're just waiting on a reply back, just continue to wait. If you don't get in, don't get distraught. Don't, like, tear yourself down. Don't beat yourself up. 
just know that wasn't the right. It may, you may have thought that was the best place for you, but in terms, it probably wasn't. And you can probably find better and cheaper, you know, universities or hell, you can go get a certification. And then when you get that certification or associate's degree, then try to, you know, build yourself back up. But don't, don't, don't get down in the dumps because you're going to be all right. Advice real quick. All right. Over to you, man. Over to me. Over to me for what? Over to you for the closing portion. Oh, me good. Oh, me goodness. Oh, I was not prepared for this, but we will get it. All right. <laughs> Michael, how you doing today, big dog? We had a, this is a great chat. A great yeah. shitty chat, things. We're doing great. Lovely, Appre- isn't it? I appreciate you sticking by me. So, to wind this thing down for tonight, we are going to play a little game. I will have some Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have some Michael rank some things for us tonight. Just to get into his head, because, you know, the boy's a thinker. He got his master's degree for a reason, I guess. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Waste of money. Everybody needs to calm down. So I'm going to hit you probably with two or three of these. So um, it's just a blind ranking. I'm going to hit rank uh, either four or five things. So since Monday is Memorial Day, I believe. I don't know. I don't even know what today is. I thought today was Friday. Um, I believe Memorial Day is Monday. So I'm going to list five. Uh, I'm sorry, not five. Four of the common uh, barbecue foods or cookout foods. There, I don't want you to rank it from one to four. All right. You ready? I'm ready. You need a you need a pen and paper to write it down to put your one, two, three, four. Oh, Don't even do that. Just go off for it. All right. So this is just randomly. The first one is a hamburger. Where would you put it from one to four? With cheese or with no cheese? <sighs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry, you know I'm not from here. So hamburger means only meat, and then a cheeseburger is cheese and ham, right? A hamburger with cheese, a cheeseburger. <laughs> Since you want to add, yes, a cheeseburger, a regular cheeseburger. Okay. Where would you put it from one to four? Let's see, let's see, let's see. I put it one being the best and four being the worst, right? One being the best and four being the worst. Not necessarily for the worst, it's just your personal preference. Hamburger three. Okay. Uh, I put it three. I give Hamburg at three. Chicken. Barbecue chicken? Mm-hmm. Or like just grill, chicken? Grilled chicken, like like you put on the grill. All of this is meat that you can put on the grill. Oh! Yes. Oh! It's grilled food. Okay, I'll give that two. I'll give that two. I'll give and that you, two. And you sticking with chicken as, what you put as three? No, I give chicken two. I give hamburger three. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Hot dogs. Four. Mm-hmm. Ribs. Well, ribs got to be your number one because you don't have a number. 
That'll be your number one. <laughs> I'm happy it was ribs. I'm happy it was ribs. <laughs> Okay, I'm happy okay, it was okay, ribs. Okay. Yes, sir. So ribs first, chicken second, hamburger third. This is the perfect lineup. Perfect lineup. All right. I got one more. Success. For you. Probably, probably okay. some more. Um, this time we're doing uh breakfast breads. Um, some okay. of it isn't really a breakfast bread, but it's a breakfast bread. So the first one is French toast. Ayah, two. <laughs> a biscuit. Ah, oh, one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a pancake. Three. And a waffle would be what? Your five? Your four? My fourth. Perfect mm. list again. I'm doing oh. great. Mm. Mm, I have discretion for that one. For me, I'm doing great. For you, you're doing. I would have put. For me, I would have put French toast as number one, and then huh? for yeah. me, would have been. It would have probably been. For me, would have biscuit. For me, would have been French toast, waffle, pancake, biscuit. A biscuit made right, bro. Touche. Fuck a biscuit. Excuse um, you. And so, since you went to the gym today, we're going to do this last one. We're going to do gym exercises, but it's going to be, um, what what do they call it? What do the what do the gym bros call it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the session. Oh, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a gym bro. I'm not. A, I'm a, not a gym bro. <laughs> okay, so you got chest and back. Oh, they call it their split. That's what they call it. So you ranking your split. So chest and back. Chest and black. Mm-hmm. Aya. Two. Uh, cardio. Full. Arm day. Oh, I might have did that wrong. Arm day one. <laughs> Arm day one. A leg day. Leg day three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only discrepancy is one and two, honestly. What was your one and two? Arm was one, chest and back was two. Okay. If it was up to me, chest and back, ah, I don't know. I can't pick. I think it was long. Well, you know, I'm starting to enjoy my leg days, even though they kind of sort of hurt, but we move on from that. I'm starting to enjoy. It's called addiction. Actually, I enjoy a <laughs> I enjoy a good back and chest day over a leg day. I guess I don't know. It just depends on Some my shows. mood. It just depends on my mood and how I feel throughout the day. Cause I go to the gym like right after work, and that is being very stressful. But that is it for you know the blind ranking for tonight. I appreciate your you know attendance. Maybe one of these days you could hit me up with it, but you know, you're not really from here, so you really wouldn't know what I like and what not like. But you know, I'll probably help you out through the situation. Yeah, probably, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll probably help you out, you know, trying to find some stuff that I can rank, you know, to get everybody up and at it, at it. But at the end of it all, we made it through the podcast, man. Congratulations. Give us a round of applause. 
trash. I'm okay, but anyways. So once again, you're supposed to cue in. You're supposed to cue in the the sound, man. But you didn't cue in. All right, we'll save it for later. <laughs> the sound is trash, anyways. But once again, this has been episode two of Chat Truth with the Witcher Boy Justin and the Witcher Boy Mike. Um, once again, don't forget about you know our boy Abu. He he's still kicking and screaming around here somewhere. You know his life just a little fucked up right now, but you know he he's moving to bigger and better things and trying to move on towards bigger and better things. Michael, what's you got anything else to say for the people? No, it's gonna be it's in a great session, man. Starting from starting from our great review of the Spider Man, and then. We had we spoke about basketball, and then we spoke about um you know educational system and how it affects our updated generation. But yeah, it's been a great time. It's been a lovely time amongst the people, man. So yeah. Final thing before we get out of here: Who do you think taking a trip out of the three teams that's still playing right now? Who you got? Nuggets. They look more of a championship than anybody right now. I can see. Speaking of Nuggets, shout out to my boy Carmelo Anthony. He just retired. You know, he he did his all throughout the whole his whole career span not to you know continue on with his podcast. But shout out to Carmelo Anthony. He he's been doing his thing, and well, he did his thing, and you know the Knicks, the Nuggets, uh, Portland Lakers. He actually his last team was with the Lakers, so that's I don't his hopefully his. His jersey will be in one of those Raptors, you know, because he deserves all the accolades he did. Even though he didn't win a championship, I feel like he still won in life. But congratulations once <laughs> again, my boy. Once again, uh, this is the Chap Truth Podcast. We are no longer lit, live, and local. Why? Because we out. Thank you. Justin, do you know your thing was delayed the whole time? It's crazy. I'm still being recorded. Yeah, your your thing was delayed the whole time, bro.